to let the divine cardiologist thoroughly diagnose us. He knows our heart and he has a way to deal with every thorn in our heart. Today we conclude the series entitled Our Heart with excerpts taken from a time of fellowship with Brother Ron Kangas in Anaheim, California on January 14, 2009. In this final episode, Brother Ron describes how the Lord as a divine cardiologist deals with the thorns in our heart. A link to the full audio can be found in the episode notes. Now, the way the Lord deals with the thorns. But what do you think is the way, subjectively? There is a hint in Hebrews 6. The thorns are burned. They're burned. The rocks are broken and dug out. If you know what it is for the Lord to dig out the rocks, you will be able to testify at least a little bit of how the Word is like a hammer. This is Jeremiah 23. That breaks the rock into pieces. And then the Lord extracts the rock, whether it's ambition or something there, an unforgiven offense, and you sense the relief in your being. But it's not that way with the thorns. The Lord doesn't come with the word as a knife to cut the thorns, because then they'll grow again. According to Hebrews 6, the thorny ground is burned. Well, you may be wondering, how do we experience this? The Lord said through Jeremiah, He said, Is not my word like a fire? It's like a fire. And the Lord even more specifically said to Jeremiah, I will make my words in your mouth fire. The word has many functions. It waters. It refreshes. It's milk. It's meat. It's light. But it's also a fire. But it's a pleasant fire. That mentioned in Luke 24, when those two disciples, they said, did not our heart burn within us? Can you relate to what I'm saying? To have a burning Heart. We meant, it was in the hymn we sang once. We didn't dwell on it, which is okay. A heart on fire with love. Is there a fire in your being? Sevenfold, intensified, burning fire. A fire of jealousy. A fire of love. A fire of absoluteness in your inner being. The word you take in eventually becomes a fire in you. And even God Himself, we're told in Hebrews, what, uh, 1229, is a consuming fire. We have another hymn. Burn, burn, O love, within my heart. Burn fiercely night and day till all the dross of earthly loves is burned and burned away. 
fiercely. Do you know what that is? To be alone with the Lord and you sense your being inwardly. There's an intense fire there. A fierce fire. A jealous fire that won't allow anything of a hindrance remain in your heart. The rocks are dug out. The thorns are there. But the fire is burning. Burning the anxiety. Burning the love of money. Burning the worries. Burning the fears. Burning the desires for so many other things. Burning the pleasures of the bios. And and as the burning goes on, this is a principle. It's followed by the watering. The fire becomes the water. And then the river flows in your being where it's never been before. It waters your whole soul. I, I hope, even I pray as I'm sharing this with you, that in the near future, you'll all touch this. And my, I don't know if it was the dear Korean saints who wrote this song, The Fire of the Lord's Recovery is Burning in My Heart. Do you think we're going to be faithful in all the vital practices without a fire in us? Do you think it'll last with the American culture with an attention span of 15 minutes? An instant this and that? A culture that can do anything costly, anything long-lasting? It has to be now. It has to be quick. We need a powerful motivator. We need to touch the love of God and the Word of God and God Himself as a consuming fire. And there's an aspect, of, there's a divine jealousy. Even God Himself is called in one place, jealous. Our God is a jealous God. He's a consuming fire. He purchased us at a price. We are the saints in the Lord's recovery. We have given ourselves to Him. We are in the churches. He cannot tolerate us to be lukewarm. He said, be boiling hot. Be boiling. He said to Laodicea. But this is not an emotional fire. I don't know what you're sensing. But while I'm talking to you, I'm quite aware that this fire is burning in my being. But I'm very calm in my emotion. I'm not stirred up. I'm not hyper, this or that. Didn't Paul say, fan into flame the gift of God? Isn't it a principle in Leviticus regarding the law of the burnt offering? The fire shall always be burning on the altar. It shall never go out. We need this kind of living. The fire that will never go out. Rather, Lord, the older I get and the longer I'm here, the more intense I will love you. When I'm alone with you, I'll be beside myself. You are a flame and my spirit is a flame. Make me a burning bush. Just a thorn bush. 
but God Himself, the I Am, Jehovah, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the triune God, is burning in my being. I will not be lukewarm before you. I will not be tepid. I will not be indifferent. I will take this way with every fiber of my being, with every cell. I do not love this present age. I love your appearing. I love you. I love your word. I love your saints. I love your church. I love your ministry. I love fallen human beings. Even I love my enemies. This is a heart without thorns. Thorns cannot coexist with the fire. And the fire is in the word. And the fire is God himself. And now Christ's ministry is in the stage of intensification. There are seven lamps of fire burning before the throne. That throne has so many intentions concerning us. Concerning every detail of our lives. Concerning whom we marry. What kind of job we have. Where we go to school. Where we live. How we manage our finances. How we have our family life. And those decisions on the throne are carried out by the seven lamps of burning fire. And the lamb with the seven eyes, those seven eyes are also a fire. Don't be afraid of the burning. This burning has preserved me to this hour. The Lord said when he cleansed the temple, he's quoting Psalm 69, I believe. The zeal of your house has consumed me. This is a zeal. We're not here performing certain things so we can be regarded by the church in a certain way. We are to to touch the divine reality. To have a motive. This vitalizes us. This ignites your whole being. Then you're starting to burn. And you have a burning companion. You have no idea what you'll touch. I don't have the words to describe the power in prayer that I enjoy with my companions. So I mentioned in the first message in the crystallization study of Acts, drawing upon Brother Nee's ministry, when two or three come together under this vision of the power of Christ's resurrection and pray in harmony, they will shake the earth. That's not not an exaggeration. You touch something, the consuming fire, yet it never goes out. And Moses never got weary. He never got tired at 120. He never needed trifocal symbols of the triune God that I put on every day. He never needed them. He died at the word of the Lord. That fire kept him vital for the 40 years of his ministry. You young adults need to be as burning as some of us not young adults. Where does the energy come from? I can't match you for strength. I can't match you for stamina. But you can't match us for endurance, for perseverance, for absoluteness, for love, for consecration, for zeal, for vitality. Because God in His Word has consumed our whole being Sparing not one thorn. Now, this is the 
the intrinsic thing. Then along with this, I mentioned three other matters, and I think the time is about right for me to stop. The first is in Proverbs 4.23, which says, Keep your heart with all diligence. We have to keep it. One translation says, guard your heart above all that you guard. We have to be watchful. We have to be exercised. The spirit is the God contacting and God containing organ. The heart is the believing and loving organ. But in another sense, the heart functions as our representative. The heart is our acting agent. This is in the first Thessalonians life study. That's why our heart needs to be established. Because where our heart turns, that's where our being will turn. And young adults, when does young adulthood officially start? When does it officially end? I don't know. We don't have to know arithmetically. There are challenges that your heart faces that are unique to your human situation. I don't care who plays in the Super Bowl. I don't care who got inducted in the Baseball Hall of Fame this week. I don't care who wins the Super Bowl. I don't care what the Dow Jones average is. Even, I don't care in one sense what party is dominating the political scene. What I care about is that God's economy can be consummated in my lifetime. That the body of Christ can be built up. That the kingdom of God will be brought in. And that the spiritual warfare will be fought by this generation. And the Lord will come back. But I know um, I need to sign up for Medicare to have health insurance. And I know I got to get a supplement. And I know I got to get a prescription drug plan because my aging eyes, they need drops and my body needs this or that. I know my wife needs to be cherished by having me take her out to Sizzler every now and then. I got to change the oil in my car. I've got to use my sonic care to keep my teeth from falling out of my gums. I've got to go to the dentist. I've got grandchildren that I can't dote on them, but I need to be a godman grandpa with them. I'm a practical man. I know the practicality of human life. But tonight I can tell you, I'm not worried about anything. I'm not anxious about anything. The Lord knows how long I should live. The Lord is for my body just as my body is for the Lord. I know God's law of giving. And I know if I give faithfully, I will always have what I need. It's a law. 
I had to be able to pay my mortgage. So many practical things. But they don't rule me. I have money that I need. I don't love it. I've been there and done that with debt. It'll never happen again. If I have anything to do with it. I won't overextend. I won't let my eyes be bigger than my bank account. I don't put my hope in money. I'm not waiting for gas to go down below a dollar a gallon. My hope is not in the stock market. My hope is not in the trillion dollar bailout. The rebate for everybody. My God is not in the White House. My God is on the throne in the heavens. Amen? Amen? And not only is He on the throne, He is burning as a fire within me, but I have this responsibility. Man, keep your heart. Guard your heart. Exercise your heart. Be jealous over your heart. What you love, what you enjoy, what you will trust in. Then the two other matters... Well, actually, only one other matter we've already touched on is Ephesians 3, 16 and 17. And I really mean this, but I don't mean this as a ritual. I don't know how long I've been praying this. I wish I had started from the beginning. But I was in my 50s before I began to be faithful to pray this. Now it's part of my living. It's, it's like breathing. Every day, I pray the prayer. And Brother Lee has a portion in the book on how to administrate the church that if you really touch this prayer, you'll hardly have to pray anything else. And that's the prayer that the Father would strengthen us with power through His Spirit into our inner man so that Christ may make His home in our hearts through faith, that we may be rooted and grounded in love and filled unto all the fullness of God. This is an exercise that preserves your heart that makes your heart available to the burning, flowing, triune God. This is a very positive, living, center, focused prayer. Lord, today, strengthen me with power through Your Spirit into my inner man so that Christ may make His home in my heart Now the inner man is powerful. It will remove anything incompatible with the homemaking Christ. Lord, make your home in my heart. Fill me unto all the fullness of God. If you pray like this, your companion prays like this, you will touch the awesome reality of the body of Christ. That's the principle of the body. That's why 
The vital companions are so crucial and so powerful. But it can't be two dead, thorn-filled persons coming together, hoping for miraculous revival. It needs to be two God-loving, Christ-seeking God-men whose hearts are being gradually inhabited by the indwelling Christ and whose being is set on fire. You come together. You touch the fire that is in God's being. Didn't the Lord say in Luke, I came to cast fire on the earth. This is the gospel preaching life. This is the vital serving life. Every person I touch, you touch the flame. You touch the burning God. You're an atheist. You say there is no God. Touch me. Touch the flame. You'll gradually change your mind. God is a burning fire. My spirit is a burning fire. There's no room in my heart for the thorns. Well, that's it. This is what the Lord put in my heart for you. And it's spoken in love for him and for you and out of a jealous concern for your inner being that the Lord will have all the ground in your being and do something wonderful, glorious through all the young adults in the Lord's recovery. May the Lord bless you and give you a heart full of Christ without any thorns. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. To hear the complete recording and other messages, please visit livingtohim.com. If you would like to receive regular updates from us, please subscribe to this podcast and join our mailing list on our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube where our handle is at living to him.